0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the conclusion of The Matter Podcast. This is Ryan Weaver, one of your co-hosts, and I'm here with Robbie Santiago and Ren Ferguson. Um, once again, we are sitting around a table discussing some Bible things and learning things from each other and hopefully throwing some some interesting knowledge or points your way. Um Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And um, today we got uh, an, an interesting topic, I would say, and I th- I'll, I'm i going to kick it over to Ren to introduce it, but I kind of see the topic in the last part of that verse yeah. about secret things yeah. so but i'll let you go from there Ren, take right. it away
1: okay well as as ryan said it's again good to see everybody not see everybody I but, see, you. But <laughs> <laughs> see me and ryan okay it's been a long week y'all uh but it's good to have everybody this whenever you're watching or not watching but listening to this man this is going to be rough All getting right. your senses uh, crossed here. up <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but what we're going to be talking about in this episode uh, is an idea that I had for for a lesson, maybe a sermon, or what have you, something that I saw, uh, I believe it was something that I read from Facebook. But the idea is when you are alone, because many people, and I think everybody, I think everybody does this to an extent where we, Present ourselves a little bit differently based on the situation, and that's not always
0: a bad thing. Like not wearing pajamas to right. Well, yeah. some people wear pajamas to Walmart, but typically only you know, in Grant. Oh, I thought
1: you were going to say worship. But, oh well, well I some mean, people do that too. Yeah, yeah,
0: I. But I think there are appropriate attire for a right. various situations. Right. But yeah,
1: well, and just just to give an example of that, I remember. Uh, It it was not long after Chloe and I moved here, and I was talking with somebody, and I kind of made an offhanded remark about how sarcastic I am, and when I said that, the person just kind of stopped, and they were, I think they were genuinely confused about me being sarcastic because they hadn't really heard me be that sarcastic. Was it me? No, it wasn't me. (laughs) Of course, it wasn't you. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, thinking about that, I mean, when I'm here and we're in services, when I'm preaching, teaching classes, obviously, I'm not going to be cutting up in that right. same kind of way because of the particular situation. And so there is certainly, I think, to some degree, different ways that everybody presents themselves differently, depending on the situation. As I mentioned. That's not always inherently wrong because we're not going to act the same in worship. We shouldn't act the same in worship as we would if we were, you know, having dinner with our family or with our friends, what have you. But there are certain things that should not change regardless of the situation and regardless of whether or not we are around other people or when we are on our own. And that's kind of the idea that we're going to be pursuing and exploring here in this in this lesson today. Do you all have any other, any thoughts or anything?
2: I just remember, I think it was in the elementary school gym where I was growing up. There used to be a poster somewhere in my elementary school that said that character is who you are when no one is looking. And um, when we were first talking about this topic, that's kind of what came to my memory, a uh, uh, kind of nostalgic memory, I suppose, but... Just kind of that. Like we should be the same behind closed doors and also in front of closed doors. Um but I think a lot of people, even though it's a lesson that we often learn growing up, uh a lot of times we care a lot about what other people think, Mm -hmm. even though maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. Um, but whether that's whether that's good or bad, typically we often care a lot about what other people think about us and sometimes that uh kind of shows itself in how we interact with them. Yeah. And, And that can be different in front of them versus when we're in the comfort of our own homes.
0: And I think that um, going back to the Ecclesiastes passage, that we got to keep in mind that it doesn't matter if we're behind closed doors or not, and I think we'll probably look at this at some point, but somebody's always there, Yeah, that being God. And that being God knows what's happening. God knows what's going on, and you think about... Um, I think it's Psalm 139 where he writes, "Where can I go from Your Spirit? Or where shall I free, flee from Your presence?" And basically, there's nowhere you can hide. I mean, right? Uh, Jonah found that out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He thought he could run away, but I think of a song, and we don't sing it here too much. And and um, uh, one of the elders' wives doesn't like the I should doesn't like the song because it's 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 have you guys ever heard there's an all-seeing eye watching oh, you? Yeah. And just yeah. thinking of a giant eye is—which is—that's not what God is, but there is a there is an eye right. that's seeing everything that you're doing. Yeah. So that's the other thing. While it's important to live—do—what uh, uh, am I trying to say? Uh, I guess uh, being a doer and not just a pretender. Right. There's a reason we do it because we obey, but also because God—
1: Knows. right, You can't right. hide it from it. And and mm-hmm. there's there's several passages that I think go along with that. One of those is in Hebrews, early in, in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 in verse 13 he says, No creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And very similar to the point you just made and what that verse is talking about in 1 Timothy chapter 5 there in verses 24 and 25 he says that the sins of some are conspicuous, you know, preceding them to the judgment, but some aren't found out until the day of judgment. And there again, going back to what you mentioned at the very beginning of this, is we kind of see that in in the text. It's secret to us,
0: but it's not how would God reveal it if he didn't know. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: And so that's, that's of course, I think the main, not the main, but one of the main reasons as to why we need to make sure that our public lives, or rather I should say our private life, Matches our public life yeah. because mm-hmm. ultimately God sees everything that we
0: do. But I think there's another point there that our public life should match our should mm-hmm. our Christian life. Yeah, our Christian life. It should be our Christian life because I think there's there's multiple you know facets here. It's like you have your personal life, you have your public life outside of the church or right. area, yeah. and then you have because some people will act different here than they will at work. Right. And that's that's not what we're talking about, but well, I mean, we should an all act the same yeah. in, in everywhere yeah. we go.
1: That's an aspect of it. Because to your point, there's a lot of people who will they'll show up at worship and when they're around their Christian friends, they'll act and behave like a Christian should. But then when they go to work or whenever they're hanging out with their worldly friends, it's almost like they're a different person.
2: Yeah. I we'll call them social chameleons. Yes. Yeah. Well, Jesus called them hypocrites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little more precise. Yeah.
0: Which I think we all know the definition was. they. It was like they would wear a mask. Right. I mean, they wouldn't, but that was what hypocrite was. You would right. wear a mask. You'd perform as
2: like an actor, something you're not. Yeah. You right. would act like you are something other than what you really are. Right. And something you said a minute ago, Ryan, uh, made me think of James 1, 22 and 23. It says... But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Verse twenty-three: For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So, kind of like what we've just been hinting at—that sometimes, sometimes there's situations in life where our Christian walks don't match match up with when we go to work or when we're in public. And those, sh- those things should be consistent. Now, also, you know, it's, it is it is easy when you're surrounded by Christians to do the oh, right definitely. thing. Oh, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're talking about here is when you're almost like an, a different person, depending on the social mm-hmm. circumstance that you're—or uh, the people that you're around even. So. Right.
1: And, and kind of going back to to Ryan's point about the hypocrisy, one of the passages that I thought of— To kind of illustrate what we're talking about is Matthew chapter 23, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whenever Christ is rebuking the scribes and the Pharisees, and he states there starting in verse 25, which there's a lot more to this passage, but for the sake of this point. He says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside also may be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Now, I know what he's talking about is more so their action as compared to their heart, but I think we see the same kind of oh, yeah. principle of what mm-hmm. we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. What you put on versus who you actually are. And when we're by ourselves, whether it be in our private life or around others that perhaps are not Christians, we are are behaving as we truly are.
0: Yeah, so stop and ask yourself, um, would I sing this song with the radio yeah. if I'm by myself versus if I'm writing with one of my Christian brothers, or would right. I turn a channel? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where I think what we're talking about right. here is making the same choices whether there's people watching mm-hmm. or whether there's not.
1: Right. And not leading that, I mean, the that hypocritical double life, so to speak. I've heard of so many, so many examples specifically of ministers who do that very thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, There was actually, I'm not going to go into it because I don't know who all listens to this and who might know, but there was recently a situation that I had heard about down south. There was another situation I heard about years ago, and I don't know the man's name or anything like that, but he was a very prominent, I guess, gospel meeting holder and come to find out whenever he would go to do these gospel meetings, after the meeting was over at night, he would go out to bars and he would... (laughs) go get drunk, he would meet women that weren't his wife, obviously, mm. and you know, sleep with them and just the that hypocrisy and that double life that he was leading whenever he was with Christians and with his church family, he you know, nobody suspected anything. But then when he was by himself and nobody else was around, he was a completely different person.
0: Yeah, I think that <clears throat> Robbie said something earlier that said it's easier to um, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but it's easier to be be. I'm gonna say behave when you're around your Christian friends, mm-hmm, right? And that's why it's important to surround yourself with. Mm-hmm, yep. We always say, "What um what portion does darkness have with with light? It doesn't. You know, they can't be, they can't be together. As soon you can have a pitch black room, but as soon as you put even a little light, it's no longer, no
2: longer complete darkness. darkness,
0: right? And um. I think that's why it's important to make friends of God's children. That song we did, that's mm-hmm. what's coming in my head. Make friends of God's children. You remember that song oh, we did?
1: That's the first time you've sung on the podcast, really? I think.
0: 43 episodes I in and so. I haven't sang yet? I okay. think so. My bad. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that was the message behind that is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 33, right? right? You hang out with... And this guy, I, I mean, he was traveling, so I don't know all the circumstances yeah. of that. But around here, it's like, well we have friends close, we should hang out with them if our other friends are going to pull us into other stuff.
1: And I think the other thing that that does is it reinforces that knowledge and strength in the truth and doing what is right so that even when we're not around them, we have that strength within ourselves to do it. yep. That's
2: a good point. It also reminds me like a, I'm a history teacher so of course I think of some historical reference here but like during the 1920s when you had a lot of people who were acting a certain way around their like family and kids and everything but then when they were in like a public setting or sometimes you know sometimes like hidden away in public but but still around a certain group of people they'd be acting a completely different life um, and I don't know if y'all ever read The Great Gatsby. I read about like three chapters of it, but kind of kind of similar to that uh, to some of that book. Yeah. But just kind of something my mind went to where the people in the people involved in the twenties at times, and the people in in that book were trying to give off this facade that their life was this, when in reality it was something completely different.
1: Right. And that that goes back. I mean, like I mentioned, there's a number of passages that deal with and address that particular idea and I always think of Matthew chapter 6 as another one of those passages because while this I mean I guess it's kind of his main point in a sense it's definitely a point of application because in verses 1 through 4 he's talking about giving to the needy he says to, to not be as the hypocrite in verse 2 uh, to give to when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And he does. He makes the same point of application with prayer in verses 5-15 through 15, and the same application with uh, verses 16-18 through 18 in fasting. And the whole idea behind that was, is they didn't, they didn't really care that they were doing what was right. They just wanted attention. Yeah, they wanted, their, right?
0: Uh, yeah, they were showing. I mean, they literally made their fate when they were fasting. They made right. themselves look like, oh, I'm, I'm so weak. Right. I haven't eaten for seventeen days. And yeah, they probably just had a whatever they ate. Not a, I was gonna say a hamburger, but it probably wasn't <laughs> legit then. But, um, but. Yeah, it was all for show, and I actually was on that page and um, turned to—I want to go to something else in a minute, but um, go on with
2: that.
1: Well, I was just going to point out what Christ says specifically in verse 4. Well, verses 3 and 4, where he says to not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Obviously, that's not literal, but his point is there in verse 4, to do it in secret, to do it in essence is what we're talking about here, even when other people aren't watching. Because going to these these uh, benevolent situations or what have you, you know, if, if there's ever some sort of, of public need or what have you or other people are contributing, you know, sometimes you feel the pressure to give something even though you don't really want to. Mm-hmm. And his whole point is do those things, again, even when others aren't around, even when others aren't watching because then it's, of course, a mark of sincerity and genuineness. But then, of course, God will Himself reward you.
2: It even reminds me of Ananias and Sapphira in the Book of Acts, where they're trying to to donate X amount of money for for the land or donate the land and give that money to the church, uh, when in reality they had withheld some of it. So they're trying to give off this uh, this concept in front of in front of other Christians, mind you, that. That they were giving more than they were, they were being insincere about it. And you brought up the word genuine. I think that's kind of at the heart of the matter here. Is that a lot of people, if you're if you're being genuine, then this is probably not going to be an issue. It's when we try to to kind of deceive ourselves right. into being someone that we're not, depending on who we're around. Our right. our, uh, our character shouldn't be contingent on the people that are around us or the group that we're mm-hmm. a part of at any right. given time. Right.
0: Um, it's something you, you touched on the other night in your Devo, Ren, and it's very, it was ironic because in my college age class, we covered the Colossians version of, oh, really? of that, that night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, cause we were looking at the relationships that, the relationships that Paul, Paul laid out there in Colossians chapter three at the end of it. And then the first verse of chapter four, um, <clears throat> But what I wanted to key on is he talks about how the, um, in this in this case, bond servants, and we can apply it, and I think you mentioned this, the two employees, mm-hmm. um, you know, he says there in verse uh, 22, oh, speaking of the bond servants, obeying everything, those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, um, fearing the Lord. What I see there, and... and there are two two ways to apply eye service. Number one is, do you wait for your boss? Do you know right. what time your boss is coming? Is that when yeah. you start working? When you, He'll when be you here, see
1: him step out of his office, you start you, you typing start away in your exactly. keyboard, making it look like Number you're
0: Number one, something. am I doing it because someone is watching me? Yeah. Number two... The boss, the way that um, when I studied this for a lesson, I did the other application is being able to. Your boss should have the confidence mm-hmm. that he can, he or she can leave you to do something while they're gone. Right. So they should have the. You should have worked to the point of where they trust you. So there's two things there, and, and the first one is we shouldn't be. Oh, somebody's going to be coming over. I need to. I need to you know, whatever I'm doing to make, make myself a Christian again, you know what I mean? I need mm-hmm. to throw away this stuff. I need to hide this stuff. We shouldn't be doing that um, when we know, you know, whether it's family coming over or uh, parents or anybody that's coming to visit, mm-hmm. um, we shouldn't have that stuff we need to hide anyway. That's right, the whole right. point. So there's right. no
2: eye service. We're not trying to please. We shouldn't go about it that way. I I remember in one of my college classes, I think it was an educational psychology class, uh, it was talking about different stages of development, particularly for children. But I think the same can also somewhat be said for adults, is there's a point in a child's life where they try to do do the right thing or to avoid punishment for something. And then when they develop to another stage, that's when they begin to, to make choices that are right just for the sake of, of doing what is right instead of what's not going to get them punished. And I think adults kind of fall into that same sure, thing. Like yeah. a lot of times, like like you just mentioned, we're waiting to see if someone's looking over our shoulder to make sure that we're doing the right thing versus just doing the right thing no matter who's watching or mm-hmm. who's around.
1: Right. There was. Did you have something else? No, issue? go ahead. Um, uh, there was an Old Testament example that popped into my head whenever you were making, when both of y'all were making that point. It's in Second Kings twelve, because in the context of this, it's talking about when Joash was rebuilding the temple and or repairing the temple, I should say. And they of course had selected men to do the work to repair the temple. And in second Kings twelve, fifteen, let me pull this up in the ESV, it says, They did not ask for an accounting from the men into whose hand they delivered the money to pay out to the workmen, for they dealt honestly. They were men of integrity, and because of that, the king knew that they were going to do what was right, and he didn't feel the need to hover over them to make sure that they were doing the work. And that's exactly kind of to y'all's point. That's exactly the kind of life that, that we ought to live. Mm-hmm. Well, we're always doing what's right, no matter who is around, and also doing what is right even if someone's not watching over us, making sure that we're doing what is right. Because if that's the case, going back to Matthew chapter six, that's disingenuous, and mm-hmm. that's not sincere. Uh, you, you bringing up, you know, whenever Ryan, whenever somebody <laughs> comes over to your house and, you know, not having things to throw away or whatever, there was an example that I had thought of that, that I had heard. I think I heard this from one of my instructors at Memphis, but don't quote me on that. Uh, I believe he or he had heard of of a preacher going to do a gospel meeting somewhere, I believe it was, and he was riding in the car with either the minister of that local congregation or just a member, I can't remember which. But while they were riding in the car, a beer can rolled out from underneath the passenger seat. And of course, the man who was doing the gospel meeting saw it. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that whenever they got to that member's home, his son came up to him, I think, holding a beer can, asking him if he wanted a beer. And it's it's exactly what y'all are just talking about.
2: Mm-hmm. To
1: live in a way where we don't have to worry about, is my son going to offer me a beer whenever I get home? I mean, if we do, if that's something that we're concerned about, or if we're concerned about somebody seeing this or somebody seeing that when they come over to our house, maybe we need to kind of clean ourselves clean up a little bit. Yep.
2: It reminds me um, when I was in, in high school, we used to sometimes on the weekend do what's called geocaching. Have you guys yeah. ever oh, yeah. done that? Okay. Yeah. So so basically, it's like a kind of global scavenger hunt where you go find clues yeah. for anyone that's, that's listening and doesn't know what it is. Um, but I was down in South Carolina with some friends and. There was one of the caches that was hidden like in on some church property um I don't even know if we ever found it. I think it may have been taken down, but we had probably been there for like twenty or thirty minutes. just you know you kind of just nose around and look and see if you can find one of the containers or whatever uh and the pre it was on church property and the preacher for that for that church, after you know probably twenty minutes of us kind of nosing around you know rightfully so came and you know questions us about it and and so I was like, well, look, you know, have my phone is like the GPS that'll get you like within, you know, a close range of where, where it would be hidden. And so I showed him, I was like, you know, is, uh, we're just looking for these little clues and then, you know, we'll be on our way, just kind of explain it to him. And, you know, he, he didn't believe what I was saying and he <laughs> like, you know, like cussed us out and then we, interesting, yeah. So it, it just kind of, no. you know, cl- clearly something I even remember to this day that, yeah. you know, uh, you know a preacher it wasn't you know a, a gospel preacher but you know i think it's like a community church or something there but just obviously you know if you're if you're someone who's going to be the leader of, of any church right. or or even if you're not just a
1: representative yeah,
2: of the yeah just church. being a christian in general yeah. Yeah. you know there's a a certain life that you need to live right so
0: yeah that you saying that reminded me of man this was i don't even know how many years ago but it was me and the the preacher here at the time, who is one of our elders. I won't mention any names, but those of you know know, yeah, know who it, know is, exactly know it is, know who it is. But <laughs> um, we were, don't worry, he did not do what just Rob, Robbie just uh, said. <laughs> but we were helping um, one of the elderly ladies uh, move out of a place, and um, we were rolling up a carpet. And one of her, I think it was her neighbor. I may have the the person, but they weren't a member of the church. The person that was mm-hmm. helping and. He said, "I forget what he said. It was a, it was a uh, some word that right. we don't typically or don't use, right?" And, um, and then he quickly apologized to to the preacher, yeah. saying, "Oh, I I I don't mean to talk talk to you talk talk like that around you." And 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 the preacher, if I remember right, said, "Well, probably sh- we shouldn't talk, you know." like that right, in general. Not, not around so, yeah. so I think to where Robbie was at, there's, there's a, there's a standard that we should apply all the time. Right, it's not right. just around the audience. Yeah. And so, but that person wasn't a member, but of the church, but from right. the standpoint of that's how we should not
1: act. Right. Well, and I mean, even in that example, even if he wasn't a Christian, he clearly understood that there was some. Yes, line that yeah exactly. Crossed. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And he picks his audience right. apparently. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, whenever we look at scripture, I mean, there's just so many examples and so many passages that talk about how you can't be double-minded. You can't be hot and cold. You can't be, like in James 4 and verse 4, you can't be friends of God and friends of the world. It's one or the other. And if we're living this double life that we've been describing here, really we've, I think we've already chosen which one that we want, and it's it's the world. Mm-hmm. And so... We, of course, need to be very diligent in in doing whatever we can to make sure that that we are doing what God would have us to do again, as we've been talking about in public or in our own private
0: private lives. I think that um you mentioned James there in that same context he talks about the tongue, not the the rudder right. of the ship, not to be confused with the udder of the ship for those of <laughs> you, <laughs> but he said you know his point was. Very similar to what you said, our tongue should—our mouth should not bless God and then curse man who Mm -hmm. God created. It shouldn't be that way. And it reminds me of where we were at with our spiritual temperature, Mm -hmm. because if someone acts one way and then another way, they're they're more of a lukewarm person than they are hot or cold. Right. And God would Mm -hmm. rather you pick one, as we pointed out, and it's just— Think about it. Go back to say, "Well, how would I behave differently if Ren was here? Would I behave differently if Robbie was here?"
1: Yeah,
0: and that's probably a good good gauge right. there. I think right. so. Or or someone else doesn't have to be one of these yeah. two
2: guys, but yeah, I even had down and it reminded me of Luke after twelve verses uh, two and three. It says, "For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Mm-hmm. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light." And what you have spoken in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. So whatever we, we do, like away from the preacher or away from other Christians, you know, we may we may fool them, but we're not going to fool God. Right. You know, those things are going to come out, you know, sooner rather than later, more often mm-hmm. than not. Um, and even something you said reminded me of later in Matthew chapter 6, uh, when we were talking about uh, those who will sometimes do different uh, good deeds to be seen by other people. Later in chapter six of Matthew, uh, I believe it's like verse twenty-four. He specifically says you cannot serve God right. and mammon. You right. can't walk the fence. You can't, you know, like Ryan was just mentioning. You can't be lukewarm. Right. You know, God's God's gonna know, and it's gonna be yeah. found out.
1: Well, going back to Ecclesiastes twelve, thirteen, and fourteen, those mm-hmm. secret things are gonna be brought out on the day of judgment which is why we got to make sure we're doing what's right whether privately or publicly.
0: I think the one thing that I want to add is I I thought of Peter and I thought of Paul in Galatians chapter mm-hmm. uh, two, 2 where he says I opposed him because Peter behaved differently mm-hmm. because ja- some men came from Jerusalem that were like of ja- I guess I don't remember how it said from mm, word sometimes about james didn't james yeah certain men came from james who was the one of the elders at jerusalem but and he behaved differently towards the gentiles and this is the same guy who converted the first gentile right Mm -hmm. and my point is if someone does see you act differently and they approach you about it you should accept it and not and, and all indications is peter accepted it and, mm-hmm. and changed and right. that's what we should do it's not the it's not that hey you're judging me don't judge me it's like i'm trying to right i'm trying to help you get to heaven here right so i think that's the other thing i want to point out is if we are behaving differently and someone finds out and they ask you about it if you're if you're truly honest with yourself you should listen to them and and be like well yeah that's a good point yeah rather than getting mad, which a lot of people right. tend to do.
2: It reminds us, we were talking about this in, in Ren's auditorium class recently about how when we repent, a lot of the heart behind that, there has to be humility at the core of that, because we're not being humble if we don't have that self-reflection uh, and that desire to, to do God's will instead of let our own pride get in the way, then you're not going to have a heart of repentance at all. Yep,
1: right, right. Well, do y'all have anything else?
0: Nope.
1: Okay. No. Well, we thank you again for joining us today and listening to this. I hope that it's been a good reminder uh, to to make sure that we're doing what's right, uh, whether we're around Christians, we're at home by, our, by ourselves or just with our family, but to behave and act as what is becoming of someone who professes godliness and if that is not the case for you, then we encourage you to, to repent of that, and of course, to ask for God's forgiveness and reach out to a, a trusted friend, family member, somebody that might be well, that is a member of the church that could help you, uh, help you through those things and work through those things. And we, of course, are always here for anybody that that needs any such help. Uh, but we hope that that has been a good reminder. And and has has stirred us up to strive to live as God would have us to. Y'all have anything else? Okay. Well, I guess we can say that that is the conclusion, conclusion of the matter.